Welcome to the Your World Within podcast. This week, I sit down with my friend, Logan Sneed, who is a best-selling author. He's an entrepreneur and a coach um, and shares his incredible story about overcoming brain cancer and not only finding his way through that adversity and sharing his struggles and lessons learned, uh, but talking about how it transformed the way he looks at life now, how it helps him to see the opportunity uh, and and get more from the world around him. It's really a beautiful message uh, from an inspiring man, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed as much as I did. So uh, quick note, if you enjoy this podcast and you get value from it, uh, a five-star review on uh, on Apple Podcasts would mean the world. It would help me spread the message and get this out to others who would value uh, the, the the podcast and the message as well. So thank you for that. Without further ado, Logan Sneed. So Logan, thanks for uh, hanging out, man. Like I was saying, I think this is a uh, a long overdue uh, convo. We've been kind of connecting back and forth for years now on uh, on Instagram and, and other other platforms. So thanks for hanging out. Yeah, man, dude, thank you for having me here. I'm I'm super excited. I've I've followed you for over five years now. So that's incredible. Yeah. That's that's really cool to hear. And and you have an amazing story that uh, uh, I definitely want to get into. I mean, it's it's. Wow. It, it, overcoming adversity to the extent that I, I've, you know, I, reading your book, I got emotional so many times. It's just such a powerful thing. Uh, before we go down that road, though, maybe we give kind of a picture of now. Like, what is, I know you're very passionate about your business. You love what you do. Maybe talk a little bit about that, a little bit about Logan, what gets you up, what gets you excited in the morning. Yeah, man. I was actually thinking about that like the other day because, like, you, you, you know how life goes, right? Some weeks are like this, some other weeks are like this, and life is literally like a roller coaster, right? And the roller coasters mm-hmm. are fun, and sometimes it's like, I'm not saying we, we want to have a downtime, right? Or we want things to go bad, we don't, but roller coasters are always going up and down. And so what wakes me up every day is just knowing that like, I am so blessed, I'm so gifted, I'm so lucky, whatever, whatever anyone wants to call it, of having a life that I have. Um, it's taken incredible hard work, and I work... My, I mean, I mean, I work night and day to to be able to fulfill my dreams, um, and where my life is now is again. I live downtown Austin, best best location in the entire city. I mean, people would dream to come, just even come to Austin, and I live right smack in the downtown. And I've built a business that I'm so happy with. I'm helping people build their own online coaching business, and couldn't be more happy for those people who do the work. And I know what it's like to start a business, and I'm sure you do, obviously as well. And it's like it's not easy. And when I see people who are going to execute and do the work, I'm like, I'm going to give you everything I got. I'm going to give you way more than what you signed up for because I want you to truly succeed. Um, so, man, it's just so fun helping people achieve their dreams, you know, as I'm pursuing mine and, you know, as if you are too as well. So Yeah, I mean, that comes through, man. It comes through in your book. It comes through in your videos. Like, you, you preach that. It's like take the losses in stride. You don't even refer to them as losses. I mean, the, the roller coaster metaphor is perfect, right? It's like they help open the door to the good things in life. And, uh, I know with your clients, that's something you preach. Is that, is that something that you've seen as with the people you've worked with as, as I guess, uh, a common obstacle, the inability to, 
to see the negative stuff as positives in disguise? For sure, for sure. Because everyone, you know how it goes, everyone's so excited to start a business. Like, oh gosh, I'm so excited. And then the beginning's always yeah, fun, exactly. right? <laughs> fun, like yeah. I'm stoked. And then boom, first brick is thrown at them. And it gives them two options. Either they are going to stop, they're like, I don't want to get hit by another brick, and then that's it. Or they're like, I'm willing to get hit by more bricks because I can handle it every single time. Mm. And it was it was something I, I saw on social media. I forget where I saw it, but it was, um, you know, people, success is not determined by your intelligence, your, your whatever, your, your um, geniusness or your background. It's all determined by how much pressure you can hit or how much pressure you can take, right? How many bricks can you get thrown at you for you to keep going? That's what I see in people. And when I see clients that are getting hit by a brick in a good way, I'm like, I keep going because you're, you're, you're in a growth phase right now. That's all it is. You're just going through, you know, puberty or whatever that is to grow and grow and grow. And it's going to get better and better. Yeah. That's such a cool perspective. I, I think it was 12 week year by Brian Rand. He talks about the Valley of despair. Mm-hmm. It's like part of the process. It's like you start, it's exciting. And then to your point, you hit that sort of dead zone yeah. and you know, it's like if it's a podcast, for example, it's when, okay, maybe you're 10 episodes in, the numbers aren't even close to what you want. And you start looking in the mirror and going, uh, you know, is this worth it for me? And and I think that's the part where people have to, you know, have to teach themselves that it's part of the process. It's, it's real easy to, to take those circumstances and be like, this means I suck. Absolutely. As opposed to like, no, this is how it goes. This is the, you know. Absolutely. I mean, my, my Instagram, like when I was in the keto nutritional world of coaching, I went like viral like this. And then now that I've transitioned to being a coach of coaches, my follower count goes like this and my like count goes like this and my views go like this. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, it's, it's, it's not that it'll never recover it a hundred percent. will. I truly believe it will. I know how to make it do. I just have to understand it's a time thing and I'll never let that, yeah. that little problem thinking it's not working or things aren't going well on my social media. My business is doing better than ever, and I never want social media for a little button of a like to overthink that I'm not doing a good job, right? It's like I would rather grow my business and help people succeed than I would grow my follower account. And, yeah. yeah. So. It's interesting because I've worked with people that say that as well. It's like it's not always correlated, following numbers versus the strength and success of your business. Yeah. Like sometimes it's having the right people paying attention. Well, you could say all the time. It's having the right people paying attention uh, that that are conducive to your mission and your, your what you're trying to do. Exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah. Well, let's. Uh, you know, if if you're if you're up oh, yeah. for it, I'd love to uh, to delve into your story and uh, you know the the, the life altering circumstance that changed you and sort of sparked this new yeah. journey. Man. Well. As I'm going through this, interrupt me however you want. That way, you know, you can chime in or whatever because, you know, I'm not saying it's a super long story, but feel free to chime in, ask me any questions as you want. But March 6, 2016, man, I mean, it was like, it was such a great day. You know, you have those days where you're super excited. Well, I don't know what it is. You just, you slept great, great, feeling great. You got all the things you want in your life, feeling awesome. And it was a spring break while I was in college. Um, and I was with my, I went to college with my ex-girlfriend at the time. Um, we went to high school together. We went to college together. Our families were literally a neighborhood apart from each other. And uh, we were on spring break, so we just went back home to hang out with our families, whatever. And I was in a great mood. I was, you know, I was like, man, I'm feeling great. Today is like day one of starting to get super lean and like, you know, feel awesome. Get ready for summer, whatever. And so 
I immediately took a picture in the mirror, like maybe two hours before I, I left to go to the gym, actually. And uh, I was like, all right, day one, here we go. And it's not like I, was, I wasn't overweight or anything. I was just ready to get super lean. And so then I was mm-hmm. super excited. I was going to the gym and I was like, you know what? Let me just FaceTime my girlfriend, right? Just surprise her, whatever. And, and, and again, never in my mind or in my life have I ever decided to FaceTime while I was driving. I, I don't know why I did. I, I did, but hey. So I, I started FaceTiming her and I was talking to her and I was like, hey, how's, how's your day? Whatever, whatever. And then we just started talking and I started slurring my words. Like I was like stuttering hardcore. I, I couldn't, it's like, you know, it's like words are right here, but your mouth can't open. It was the weirdest feeling I've ever had in my entire life. It sounds terrible. Oh, it was horrific. Yeah. And, and she started laughing, which I understand because she thought it was a joke. And then, boom, I had a seizure. So as I'm driving, she's watching me seize and have a seizure. I've never had a seizure in my life. It's never happened. Never even – I knew what it was. It just never, like, crossed my mind. Um, so I had a seizure, drove half a mile unconscious. Um, again, a blessing, a gift, luck, whatever it is. I drove into a ditch. There was absolutely no damage to the car, um, no damage to me at all. And I was literally one one foot away of driving straight onto the highway, which is the fastest highway in the state of Texas, which goes uh, speed limits 85 miles an hour. Um, so I could have just get plowed over by a truck or whatever, but yeah, no damage. And so she knew where I was going, which is good because she knew I was going to the gym and everything. So she was able to call the ambulance to get them over to where potentially find out where I was, obviously. And so they took me there. Um, they had to break into my car to get me out, everything. And so. They were, my parents came, obviously, and they were like, you know, we have no idea what's going on. We don't know why he had a seizure. They're like, has he had a seizure before? They're like, no, never in his life. Has he done any drugs? They're like, no. I mean, you can drug test him. He's never done drugs in his life. Um, and they're like, yeah, we're not sure. Like, we just, we just don't know. And then finally, they were like, but there's one thing that we could do. We could get his brain tested or an MRI. Um, so I did get an MRI, and they said, okay, you are going to have to come in tomorrow morning and get a full, full, or excuse me, I got like an x-ray. And then they're like, we're going to have to get a serious MRI tomorrow because this is not good. Um, so I got an MRI. They came back and said, okay, you're going to have to see a neurologist like tomorrow, potentially today. And so I saw him tomorrow, the next day. And this all again was in literally less than 24 hours. Um, and mm-hmm. the neurologist goes, okay, dude, like this is serious. You're going to have to see a neurosurgeon. Like this is pretty big. Again, within now, now we're talking like 36 hours. So now we're within a 30, 36, 48 hour window. I go to this neurosurgeon and uh, said, hey, what's up, man? Like, I don't know what we have to do here. And he was like, well, you know, you're going to have to have brain surgery. And I just want you to know, based on what I've looked at in your, in your MRI, that it does show that it's in the temporal lobe right here, which is the speaking and, and hearing part of your brain. Um, and I, I, and he was, he goes, you know, I, I don't think you'll be able to speak or hear after this surgery. Um, but I'm going to do the best I can, but I don't think you'll be able to, we'll, we'll, we'll try some therapy or whatever we can do. And so when I heard that within 48 hours of life is like nearly perfect to now that, you know, I'm borderline mute and it's almost like, wow. what's the point yeah. of living? It, it was just such a shocking moment. And you know, the guy, the, the, the surgeon was not confident at all. Like He's got one of the most difficult jobs in the world, and he was just not confident. And he even said too, he's like, you know, hey, you know, I, I'm gonna go, I'm, I'm gonna be on vacation for about two weeks, but hey, when I come back, we'll get this thing done. And I'm like, you just told me I have to get this thing done tomorrow. <laughs> that's that's it's awesome. terrible. It's just like, 
You said I got to get it done tomorrow, but you're going to go on vacation. I mean, like, delay your vacation one day. I, I think you're okay. You know, so anyways, we, we ended up leaving. And thankfully, my parents have, you know, such a mindset of like, you know, we want the best of the best. And I'm so blessed for that. And they said, my mom goes, you know what? Like, I'm going to find somebody better because I'm not, I'm not liking that guy. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. sure. Um, so we found the number one brain surgeon in the world is what people call him. Um, his name is Dr. Raymond Sawaya. If anybody wants to Google him or God forbid anyone else needs him, he's the best of the best. And I go up and I was, and we saw him literally the next day and I was like, dude, am I going to speak or hear after this? Like if, if I'm going to have brain surgery, am I going to be okay and speak or hear again? He was like, dude, you're fine. If I'm doing this thing, wow. you're totally fine. Don't even worry about it. I've got you. Just do the work. We're going to make it happen. I was like, whoa, that moment again, my life changed. I was like, wow. I was like, no one, no one sees this. Like these are the two most important jobs almost in the world or top important jobs. And one guy said, it's not going to go well and he's going to fail. And this guy says he's going to freaking do an incredible job and it's going to go great. And I was like, wow. So that next morning I had to have brain surgery. So literally again, all within such a short window, less than a week, I had to have brain surgery. Um, so 5am I woke up. Um, I had to go straight to the doctor you know, you go into the little, uh, the stretcher and basically they bring in a pastor, they do the prayers, you know, you sign your waivers, family comes in, everyone's crying. Obviously that's very scary. It's a very just eye opening moment. And, you know, I, I've never been in brain surgery, obviously. So they, they, they bring me in there and they say, Hey, before we go into this thing, it's going to be about eight hours. Um, we will be waking you up and asking you questions in the middle of this surgery to make sure that you can still speak or hear just so that you know. So we go into this thing and they do wake me up in the surgery. They ask me questions. Um, and, and the reason is for those that are kind of confused on that is because if they are doing the surgery and they're trying to remove pieces of the tumor um, and they, let's say they remove 75% and then they see that I can't actually hear or I can't speak as well and I start stuttering, then they have to cut the surgery off and they have to end it there. And so, um, and they have to leave some remains of the tumor. Ideally, if we could remove the whole thing, that's, that's impeccable, right? It's, it's amazing. So I was able to get the full tumor removed. So they removed the whole tumor. It went absolutely perfect. I mean, hundred percent perfect surgery is what it was. The guy was like, I removed the whole thing. You're fine. Doing great. We'll see you in about a week or two for the diagnosis. And in my mind, like that, the, 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 like the vibes and everything that I was like feeling, I was like, man, this dude incredible, not even that big of a deal. Life goes on next chapter. Let's move on. So I just kind of threw it out of my head that like, it never would be anything serious. Just the fact that I had surgery, that was the serious part of it. So that quickly, huh? You compartmentalize. Yeah. 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 I mean, I just, I was like, okay, brain surgery. Yeah, that was bad. But I, again, I was like, it's gone. He said a hundred percent is gone. So I mean, right. All right. Like life, life's go, life goes on. Right. So, um, right. 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 I wasn't worried. I didn't even think much into it. And then uh, about a week and a half later, um, we have to come back for the diagnosis. And again, still, I, I didn't think anything was bad. It's not that big of a deal. It's all gone. So what do I have to worry about? And then I go in and the doctor comes in. She never looks me in the eye. She never looks me in the eye one time. And she was in such a, I mean, it's, it's such a, um, I don't want to say creepy uh, mindset, but such a uh, sketchy, like very like, something going on here and she sits down she kind of you know fiddles her fingers and you know she goes you know hey you know logan this is a um 
So the diagnosis is a stage four glioblastoma brain tumor. Um, now, this tumor is the most deathly cancer there is. Um, just want you to know that. And it looks like based on what we've seen that your life expectancy shows about one to 10 years. Um, and you know, we can't do anything about this. Um, so what we will do is we'll try, we'll try to do chemo. We'll try to do radiation, but again, there's really just nothing that we can do. Um, so, you know, we'll do the best we can. And that moment again was just like a, a weight. It's almost like you had a hundred pound, you know, brick on your back and you got to walk around with that. Exactly. That's exactly what that felt like. So I'm there and I just felt like I almost wanted to die. Like, what's the point? And so my dad goes, okay, hold on. So you just said that like, you know, chemo and radiation is all we can do. I don't know. He was like, I'm not, I'm not a dietitian or anything, but maybe he should, I don't know, cut out sugar or maybe stop eating this or that. Is there anything that he should maybe change up? Anything? I don't know. Better sleep. She's like, no, really, there's nothing we can do. Um, it's just not going to affect it. It's not going to have any correlation with it. And he goes, okay, hold on, hold on. So he can go have a beer and a burger. Like, that's fine. That's not going to affect it in any way, negatively or positively. And she was like, yeah, that's correct. And that's amazing. It's crazy, me. man. Yeah, it's, it's just so like, I mean, the smartest people, some of the smartest people in the world, like they say being a neuro-oncologist is more difficult than being a neurosurgeon. And so now when these people that like my life is on the line and she has an opportunity, not, I'm not going to say save it, but at least help me to live a little bit longer or do something. And she's got no confidence, no confidence at all. Literally gave up. She basically said, Hey, let's get your grave ready because I, I can't do anything to help you. So I'm sorry. Like just enjoy life for as long as you can. And that's about it. So I left there, dude. And I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. I, I, I thought I was like, oh, shoot, I'll, I'll just die. You know, what's the point? Cause I was taking up time. I was taking up space. I was taking up money. I was taking up energy. So what's the point? So I didn't know what to do. You know, my family, my, my parents were doing research, what he should do with all those sort of things. I was not doing research just cause I thought I'd be dead. I had no hope. I had no faith in anything. Um, so about two weeks later, as I'm going through chemo and I'm going through radiation, um, I suddenly was paddleboarding out here. Like, I don't know if you haven't been here, but the Ladybird Lake river, I was paddleboarding out here with my friend and he goes, you know, Logan, how's everything going? I was like, dude, I don't know. I have no clue what to do in this thing. I have no hope, no faith. Like, honestly, like what's the point of me being alive? Um, he was like, well, have you heard of the ketogenic diet? And I was like, I've never heard of it. I'm not sure what it is. No clue. He's like, I would look into it. He was like, he's like, I'm not preaching fad diets, but he's like, I'm genuinely showing that I've seen research that this could potentially, uh, prevent tumor regrowth or shrink tumors as well. And I was like, really? Wow. He was like, yeah, I would genuinely look into it. And he goes, you know, whether it works or if it doesn't work, you should go into it. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I mean, Hey, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. If it works, wow, it worked. So I literally went to, I went home and I started like looking this stuff up and I stayed up to like 3am just researching what is the ketogenic diet. I had no clue. And this was like over five years ago when nobody even, I, I swear to you, I'll explain this a little bit later on, but nobody was posting about ketogenic diet, not a single person. And so I, the next day I literally started it. I started the next day and ever since then I've been doing it for five plus years and to go on with that, it has genuinely prevented my full tumor from coming back. There's been no regrowth whatsoever. It's still 100% gone. Um, and then within that, um, I suddenly, 
I was in college and I was still going through chemo. I was still going through radiation, but I was still very, very nervous and very scared. And yeah, this, it's not like suddenly within two weeks, I suddenly felt like I was on top of the world and life changed. I was still very, very, very nervous because I was, I was actually even more nervous in the fact that this could potentially not work, right? Because there were people mm -hmm. who were like, yeah, well, you know, it may not work. And so I was feeling discouraged in that sense, but I still was going for it. So I was in college going through chemo and radiation and it's crazy, man. I, I, I started figuring out like what would motivate me. And I looked up motivation. I was like, I don't know. I just need something. I couldn't even get out of bed, dude. Like, I'm not even kidding. I could not get out of bed. Um, I was with my girlfriend and I, I looked up motivational video, whatever. I just something there. I ran into your channel and I swear to you, dude, I pulled up your, uh, like those 40 minute videos. I literally was laying in my bed. I'm not even kidding. I remember the exact moment. I was laying in my bed. I listened to your video. It, it literally opened up my, my eyes. Like there was something there that I could do. And I knew that this was something I could pursue to give me that faith and that hope. And I, as soon as I started listening to your videos, I started going on runs in runs on chemo and radiation is, is nearly impossible is what they say. Like they like, that's so incredible. Like, you, can't, you can't do that. No yeah. Idea. I mean like, and I did. And I, I, again, I swear to you, I listened to your videos and I literally was on a run, dude. I was running down the street and I just started like crying as I was running because I was listening to your videos on how, like, on how much it motivated me and giving me like faith that I could potentially do something. So in this, I ended up showing what my, what, what was going on in my life. I was showing, you know, chemo, radiation, my results in my physical body. Um, and people were like freaking out on social media. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, it's, it's this keto diet. Like I'm going through chemo radiation, but it's this keto diet. And they're like, uh, it's made up. And I was like, no, it's, I don't know. I'm just doing this thing. And it started going viral. And so people are like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start a business. Cause I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just didn't know what it was going to be. I just always wanted to be one. So I started up a business to where I help people, you know, lose weight, whatever through this ketogenic diet. And it started massively taking off. And I, uh, I told my girlfriend at the time, I was like, look, I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I made 500 bucks in one day. This is crazy. And that was like such an, uh, such a great moment making that amount of money in a day. And, uh, while I was in college and she didn't really like, it's not that she didn't support it, but I was so motivated to be able to make this thing go super well so that like, you know, Hey, we get out of college, life goes on. Money's never a problem. We're just living life. And so one day I right. literally woke up with a text message of a breakup and that was such a heart wrenching moment because I thought my life was going right back up. And as soon as I got that breakup, I was literally in college alone. I, I didn't have any friends at all. It was just me and her basically. And then boom, now it's all gone. So she broke with me over a text message one morning. I never saw her again. Not a single time. We never talked about reasoning. We never talked about what happened. Nothing. One text message and I never saw her again. Never spoke. Never again. spoke again after four years of being together every single day, every single day. Um, so I literally called my mom and I was like, "Mom, I've got to get out of here. I don't want to be here. I've got a business. I can live on my own. I, I, I want to get out." She literally picked me up that next morning. I packed everything up and I was gone within less than twelve hours. Um, but I went to go live with them just because, like, I was I was twenty. I was making enough money to live on my own. But it's like, you know, why not just save and you know have somebody some support there in your life? So. I did that and then eventually right. I went to go live uh, in Austin or I mean we're already in Austin but it's a place called The Domain. I know you haven't been here but it's like a sub part of Austin. Um, so I went to go live there and 
this was still a very, it was a good time in my life. My business was doing great, but the thing was, is I, I still, I was getting so much social media hate. Um, it was like at a level I've never seen before. And this is because the keto diet was so new that nobody knew what it was. Um, isn't that amazing? So people were just chirping about your results saying they were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were saying either I cropped the images or that, you know, I'm scamming people. I mean, I, I dude, I have, I had comments. I should have, I honestly should have screenshotted them, but there were comments saying, I hope you die from brain cancer. I hope cancer kills you for Jesus. scamming people. Um, I can't believe what you're doing. You deserve to die from cancer. Like it was horrifically bad. Um, and I felt so lonely. I still had literally, like I, I was 20. I was making great money. I had no friends really. I was still very nervous for pursuing life on its own. Um, and so I was very lonely. I was literally at a breaking point where I was like, I, I'm, I'm potentially just going to cut this whole business off, head out of social media, never go back on there because this is really, really hurting me. But again, something was telling me like, no, 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 just keep going. So over time, obviously the keto diet just massively took off. Um, now anybody who said any of those things feels like an idiot because it's clearly it, it is something. Now it's not for everybody right? Definitely not for everybody. Not something you should do forever. But for my situation, it's a therapeutical treatment to achieve my results of not letting it come back. So long story short, I go through this whole journey. Life obviously has always, you know, ups and downs in general, but I built a six figure coaching business. Um, I have a business partner who uh, literally reached out to me on Instagram and I kept telling him no. And I told him no for about six months straight. And he didn't get paid a single dime. And then eventually I was like, you know what? I don't even know this guy. I'm going to give him a shot. I gave him a shot and we've been working together every single day. Like we just had a call before this, this podcast. We chatted every single day for four years straight. And I've only met him once. And it was the best business decision I've ever made. Um, and now I've transitioned to coaching people and building their online coaching business. Um, now it's been a seven-figure coaching business and it's achieved massive results You know, in my journey of building, you know, wealth or whatever. And then I wrote my book here. It's called Thank You Cancer about my journey overcoming brain cancer and everything. And uh, man, to summarize it up, like it genuinely like listening, seriously, this, I, I swear to you, your videos, if I didn't listen to those videos, I can tell you that I don't know if I would either be alive or if I would genuinely be on this podcast or if I would have written this book, like genuinely, it was the number one, it was the first thing that I did that changed my life. And um, if, again, that, once I listened to that, it just literally took off and I'm here now. So got to give massive credit to you, man, for those videos. Cause it, it did so much. And people ask me like, what are you doing to stay motivated? I'm like, just watch this video. Just sit here and listen to it. That's it. And so, yeah, man, <laughs> you have no, seriously, you have no idea how much that yeah. means to even play a part in such a, a journey. You know, it, it's funny looking back. I remember, I remember you tagging me on those runs. Like, cause you, every once in a while you post them on your yeah. story and it's so crazy <laughs> to like hear that yeah. now. It, it really is remarkable. There's a part in your book you talk about, uh, particularly around the breakup where you're like, you know, things are, are going right. Finally, you know, like that you've kind of feel it starting to turn and then, you know, the wheels fall off the wagon and you say you have to, I thought this was such a cool way to put it. You're like, I have to to get to know myself, to introduce myself to myself, because I really, you, you hadn't. Yeah. Can you talk about what that means? Because it feels like it was a pivotal part in, you know, your hero's journey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so here's one thing, and I'm not speaking for all men, but I know men, 
like a good amount of men never express this is that for me personally, I always felt like I needed a girlfriend. I needed somebody with me. And I felt like if, if I didn't, that I was not successful or that I was not doing things right. Like men specifically think that, oh, I've got to find a girl. I've got to provide and I've got to do this and do this for her and everything. And then what it actually turns into is it's where like we need somebody, but we don't, we haven't built ourselves up. And in order for us to feel successful, we've got to start building a family. We've got to start, you know, figuring out how we can provide for, you know, whatever. And again, I felt like I truly needed her in order for me to be happy. But I had to teach myself. I was like, look, Logan, like you're on rock bottom. It's gone. You've got a choice to either stay there or you got to start building yourself up because you don't need, you don't need a relationship. You need yourself and then a relationship will follow. And so I literally, I, I, I've spent years, man, just literally building myself up, not to impress anybody, not to get, you know, the best girl or whatever I could get. It's just to impress myself and say, you know what? This is me. If you don't like me, move on, go find somebody better, whatever it is, because this is me and this is who I am. And I'm so confident in who I am and how I can help other people or whatever. And so it's really, it's really changing yourself. And I call it like being selfish. People think that like, oh, selfish is bad. I get it. It depends on how you're looking at it, but being selfish of figuring yourself out, creating the best version of yourself, being selfish like that is going to get people asking, what are you doing for like, what are you doing? What do you do to change? It's like, well, great question. Let me show you. Right. And if they see that you've actually changed to grow as a person, they're going to wonder what you're doing rather than you just preaching it and saying, Hey, change yourself, get better. When they see it, they're going to follow it. So that's really what I've been doing. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was a journey for sure. That's yeah. It's like, you can't change if you're putting yourself last, exactly. you know? Yeah. Well, wow. have you, like, I imagine something like that. Has it made you look at the small things differently? Like, are, are you last week? I, I, I sat down with Bronnie Ware, who, you know, really talks about those, those reminders in life of how life's not forever. And like, we all have them at some point, they kind of scare us and they remind us of that. Um, you know, ha, has that, shaped the way you look at the world and, and how because i imagine like the little things now after what you've been through you, you're just kind of like eh, you know 100 percent, 100 percent. but i will say this i will say this that i didn't develop that until very recently like because in these five years that i've been really preventing this tumor from coming back and there's nothing there there's not a single trace of it not one percent is back at all in that entire journey i've always been thinking about the past obviously where it's like well, what if it mm -hmm. does come back well, what if I do this? Well, okay, shoot, if I go have this one meal with friends, does that mean it's going to come back? Because they say that it's a 99.8% death rate. And it's a 0.2% of people who can actually beat this thing. So I'm like, well, what if this? And what if that? And then this and then that. And so then it, it has made me overthink so many things. But very, very recently, I'm not even kidding you, like literally within like a few months, I've gotten to a point where it's like, you know what? Like, like I'm, I'm five years into this thing. Like if it was coming back, it would already be back. And I've trained my mind for the past two to three years that it's not coming back. I've done meditation. I've done self visualization. I do this every single day, every day. And I already know it's not coming back. And I've drilled that into my mind. And so because of that, I've now realized, you know what? Like, wow, this is such a change in my journey. And I realized, yeah, life is incredible. And, and, in business, like it's like, oh, one day didn't go so hot in your sales or whatever. 
I used to think, oh my gosh, this means it's not going well. I'm about to go downhill. But in reality, all it is just like, dude, one day, like that's it. And yeah. it's so, it's so eye opening because like, I, I, again, I swear to you last weekend, this last weekend I was out downtown with friends. I got a text message that one of my good friends from high school just died from an overdose. And oh, I wow. saw him literally two months ago and I was like, oh my, I was like, are you serious? I was like, I played high school basketball with this kid. He's such a good dude. Everyone loved him. And it just was another shocking moment. And I texted my friends that were all in the same team. I was like, bro, dude, freaking love you, dude. Like, so grateful for having you in my life, everything. And it was just like, yeah, it was very shocking. So it's moments like that, that you just don't know what's going to happen. And that's kind of my motto too, is like, you don't know where life is going to go. I mean, like literally today, you could end up walking out and finding your wife. You could end up, I don't know, finding a business partner that you you know, are so grateful for, um, or whatever, some, you could see something horrific and I'm not trying to say, I'm not hoping anyone does, but it could happen. And then you end up saving somebody's life. You know, you just don't know what life is going to bring. And that's why when you focus on the moment, it was one quote that if you focus on the past, you're living in depression, If you're focusing on the future, you're living in stress and anxiety. And if you're focusing in the present, you're living in peace. That quote shot me in the face in a good way. So <laughs> Yeah, that, I think that's Eckhart Tolle. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great one. Yeah. What? What's? What's your? Um, because there's so many people that would love to make that transition, or at least yeah. be better at it. You know, about staying in the present. And can you talk about what's? I know you mentioned meditation. Do you do like daily affirmations, or like what's kind of your uh, your mental process? Yeah. So, I mean, meditation. I thought I'd never. I, I was like, I never could do that. I was like, I was like. Sitting still for two minutes? No, I can't do that. Like, <laughs> and I've told myself, right. I was like, you say you can't do it, but you're going to do this and you're going to get really freaking good at it. And so I, I'm now doing it like 40 to even 60 minutes. Now, it doesn't matter about how long you're doing it. It's just a matter about what's done in that time. And so what I do is I actually, I visualize in that meditation, I take it through different phases. I, I basically, I, I do breath work in the first part. Second part, I actually visualize my... Um, I visualize myself having a shield around my entire body. Like, you know, in the in Mr. Incredible movie where there's that one character who has that, that shield around her. I don't know if you remember that or not, but I can, I can visualize. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's like an electric shield that nobody can penetrate. And so I visualize that and I visualize my tumor being outside of that. So I visualize the two, I visualize looking at my tumor like this. I don't visualize it here. I visualize it here because if it's, if, I, if I'm looking at it here, it's not in me, it's in front of me. And so when I visualize that, it's a sign that it'll never come back in. Um, and so I do that. And then I also visualize where my life is going in the next one to five to 10 years. And I, I, I can just tell you this, man, like everything that I've ever visualized has literally come true. Like, because I've done it so many times I know exactly where I want it to go and it has literally all come true and I'm going to keep doing it until the day I die. It's just fun. It gives me so much you know, reassurance and belief in myself. And I would say for anybody, like, what are you going through? Practice the first thing on focus. Like, can you focus on one thing for a specific time? Two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes. Okay. Next thing. What is it that you're trying to overcome in your life? Whatever that is, is it, you know, fear? Is it, you know, something horrible that happened, visualize it in front of you. Because if it's in front of you, it's not in you. So you're looking at it, you're facing it and it's out of you. And then the third thing is I visualize where my life is going to go, what it's going to be like. So 
every day. It's just repetition. Yeah. And I think I want to simplify it for people. It's like, don't do a million things. Do one thing like this. And then as you've mastered that, then you can progress to the next one. But that's what I'd say is the, is the best one for me. Yeah. Separating your, your, your thoughts from yourself, you know, and, and I think one of the things that makes your story so powerful, um, you know, I, I talk about this a lot, like the law of attraction, I think, uh, gets a bad rap sometimes as it should, because people think that when you think things, they automatically come true. But that's not, that's not the entire story, right? You, you are, you're thinking and you're, you're shaping your worldview. And then you're, I think most importantly, like your actions support that in how you eat, how you treat your body, how you live your life, how you talk to other people. Um, and, and yeah, maybe you could touch on that balance, your thoughts, but you know, your actions are so supportive of where you want to go. Yeah. I'll say this. Um, I, so one of my friends that I wrote in my book, uh, his name is Joey. Um, you know, I've always had the mind, I grew up in a very, um, and in, in, in a very successful family and my family, as I was growing up, like, you know, just naturally we'd go on trips and we'd go across the world and I would always hear the. No, no, no. We, we, that's something we can't afford. That's way too expensive. We, we can't afford that. And in my mind, I always thought, I'm like, wait, okay, we're here in Europe for a trip. Well, <laughs> You're like, something's not well, adding well, up. we can't afford this meal? I'm, I'm confused. We need to go back and eat McDonald's? Like, and it was little things like that. It was like, oh, too expensive. Can't afford it. Too expensive. Can't afford it. And so when I always heard that, I'm like, okay, geez. I'm like, if, if they can't afford it, then who, who can afford it? wow, that's, geez, that's going to be super difficult. So it drilled that in my mind over my whole life. It's not horrifically bad, but it's just like, I always thought like, oh, wow, everything is expensive. Wow. I'm never going to be able to afford anything I want. And so my friend, Joey, long story short, um, he, we were, we were out one time and he was not making anywhere near the money that, that, that I'm making at all. And I was like, Joey, I was like, dude, that is a, that's, that's expensive. Like, you're getting that drink. I was like, dang, that's, that's pricey, man. He goes, yeah, it is. It is pricey, but you know what? Right now, I mean, to me, it's cheap to you. It may be expensive, but to me, it's cheap. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, I'm not making nearly as much money as you, but he was like, I already know in my mind that I'm going to be a multimillionaire one day. So I'm not even worried about it. Not, not that I'm gonna go spend all my money and act like I'm, you know, Mr. Rich guy, but it's just like, I truly believe that I'm going to be incredibly successful. So I'm not worried about enjoying this moment right here and buying a drink that I that I'm super excited to enjoy and spend time with you guys cuz I already I'm already successful. He's like I'm not a millionaire. I'm making decent money, but I know I'm going to be incredibly successful, so I'm already there. And I was like, "Wow." I was like, "He just lived the moment. He has true belief he's going to achieve what he wants. Why can't I do the same?" And that's what really opened me up in that. Awesome. I want to um to read a quote. I feel like this is the right time to do it. Um it kind of touches on that, but this is, to me, this is one of the most, you end the book with it. Um, you say, I know people hate you cancer and I can understand why you're powerful, but you're not in control. Your darkness has made me realize that nothing is impossible. I'm going to keep telling the world you're not in control and you're going to lose some power. I hope you can forgive me for that because it's my new mission and it will happen. Thank you, cancer. Um, I mean, that's just amazing for me. It's like the pinnacle of turning life's adversity into, um, 
you know, into the, the, the most beautiful things in life. I think you even start the book with the Nelson Mandela quote, everything seems impossible until it's done. Uh, you know, maybe uh, sort of a, a holistic picture, you know, looking back on everything to where you are the present day, looking forward, right? Not, not dwelling on, on the past, but what has it taught you about the difficulty in life and, and how to turn that into what means the most to you? Yeah, it's, it's one thing, again, I, I totally get there's people going through something right now. And they're like, how can I look at this and say this is something good that's happening to me? Well, again, you can't change what's happening. Or excuse me, you can't change what's already happened, right? And, and, and in a moment right now, it's not going to just be gone in five seconds. But what you can change is you can say, you know what? This, this moment right now with what's going on in my life, it's shaping me. It's not destroying me. It's shaping me. Right? It's like growing. As, as, as a young child, when you go through a growth phase, you wake up and you're like, oh, gosh, like my back hurts so bad. Or it's like, you know, you're just like stretching and it's a little painful, but you're growing, right? You can't mm. get rid of that pain, but it's growth. So in this, you know, you're going through a little pain, but right now it is 100% going to help you grow. When you want to grow, when to, if, if you're running into that fear, you're running into that problem and you're like, I want this to be solved. I want this to be gone. Great. If you want it, now let's execute it, right? That's the biggest, biggest thing is now let's execute and let's get this thing going. And that's where it's like, it just takes one little step and another little step and another little step. We're not here sprinting. It's just a little step and a little step and a little step. And that's the biggest thing. Yeah, that, that gives me, uh, that gives me chills in the book unbroken. Um, there, the, the, the main character, Louie, he's like looking back on uh, the hell that he went through. And um, there, I, I always talk about this because I think it's such good perspective for, uh, you know, these types of things. And someone was like, could you do that again? And he was like, no, I'd, I'd rather die. Like, no. And it just goes to show you, like, when you do, to your point, take things one step at a time and, and, and see them as a process you can get through and you can endure so much and come up, you know, the, the other side so much stronger. And, uh, you know, I want to, want to thank you for, for hanging out because I feel like you are such a, a symbol of, of strength and, and what human beings can do when they put their mind to it. Um, you know, you're a, you're an incredible dude. So I appreciate your, your time and your willingness to hang Man, out. Thank you so much. This is awesome. Genuinely. Like I, I seriously, like it's, it's crazy that I just ran into your video and, I watched it and I, I swear to you, dude, I mean, I've probably watched the 45 minute videos or listened to them like so many different times, <laughs> so many times. And I, it's, it's, it's actually, so in my coaching program, um, I, there's a tab of like, you know, how to stay motivated. All your videos are in there. I tell them, you gotta go That's freaking awesome. listen to those videos. If you want to act, you know, be motivated. And I say, look, motivation is like showering. Okay. You're not going to shower one day a week. You're not going to do it once a month. You're going to do it every single day. If you want to stay clean, if you want to stay motivated. So yeah, man, thank you so much. It's been absolutely amazing. Really cool, man. A little mindset in the absolutely. morning, right? Get you, uh, get, yeah, you going, get you going. Uh, so, so where can, uh, where can people find you? Where's the best place to, uh, yeah, you can just type in, uh, Logan Sneed on Instagram. You'll find me there or, uh, YouTube as well. And, uh, anybody can message me on Instagram whenever. And I'm here hundred percent to help anybody out with whatever they need help in. So. Awesome. And guys, make sure you check out this book. Thank you, Cancer. Uh, just a, a powerful read. All right, man. Well, I'll talk to you Thank soon. You.